why is the Holy Spirit called the Comforter if we never needed to be comforted? And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, the last time I had on my next guest, it was only a quick eight-minute segment, a eight-minute hit, if you will. And that's just not enough time to talk with somebody that I have such a great flow with, such a great friendship with. And there's so many things I could get answers from because I know she's got a keen, spiritual, godly mind. So let's welcome back to Across the County, Lethesia. Lewis, of course. She heads up one of my favorite ministries, which is Majestic Ministries International. If you want to check out a little bit about the ministry, which is a 501c3, hey, you know how I love nonprofits, go to the website, which is going to really just be something, hopefully, that has a lot more coming there, and that's majesticmi.org. Lethesia, it's great to talk to you. Thank you, Noah. It's great to talk to you as well, and thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's an honor. It is a great privilege to have you on. So first off, if people are maybe just finding out a little bit about Majestic Ministries International, which, of course, they can check out First Peter 2.9, and that really just says a lot about what your ministry is all about. What is the mission of Majestic Ministries International? Just give everybody a little bit of a flavor. Well, Majestic Ministries International is a prophetic ministry, and the focus is on um, deliverance and spiritual warfare. But um, apart from that, of course, fulfilling the Great Commission and letting, you know, here's the, the interesting part. Fulfilling the Great Commission, but not only telling the lost, not only telling sinners that Jesus loves them, but reminding Christians that Jesus loves us. You know, and I think that last part you said is so important, because I think a lot of times, I'm guilty of this as well, I think we all are, is that occasionally we maybe have things going on in our lives, and it's not happening as we would like it to happen. God's got a much different plan, and sometimes we need to, one, remember that God's plan is better than our plan, and two, remember that no matter what, as you just said, God is with us and loves us every step of the way. Absolutely, and that's the reason why I am so honored and thankful that the Lord has given to me, and as I always say, I know I'm not the only person to have the assignment from the Lord to teach on spiritual warfare, but I absolutely love teaching it because it's a reminder that, you know, the devil does exist, you know, and we have power and authority over the works of darkness in the name of Jesus. So, you know, the reason why I laugh, not to make light of that, but just the reality that we have to remain mindful that we have the victory in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but we can't Christianity is not tiptoeing through the tulips. And again, I thank you, Noah, for this interview, because one of the things that I like to emphasize to people is that more prosperity, more blessings, more promotions does not mean fewer demons. And again, the focus is not on what the devil is doing and all things bad, but the glory of God is greater. There are more angels than there are demons. However, more prosperity and blessings does not mean that the devil is just going to play possum, roll over, and play dead. I love your powerful teaching on spiritual warfare, and I always have it. I loved you. If you didn't know, she used to have a great program here on KPRZ, which we hope that actually comes back because it was just one of my favorites called Majestic, obviously, teaching about this spiritual warfare, and I got to 
listen to it and edit it and put it together every week. It was just tremendous. But I think it really shows that spiritual warfare, especially in today's day and age, is a much more real thing than people would like to admit. And there is a darker force here that's playing a part in our world and how things are coming together. And we need to be aware of that. And being aware of it is the first step. And then how to combat it is the second part of it. Amen. That is so profound and awesome what you just said, and and that's why I love our dialogue, because it's evident your relationship with the Lord. This isn't just an interview that surfaced, but you are interviewing me from the heart. You are uh, asking questions and talking about things that's from the heart, and that is truly a blessing. And that's what we as Christians have to do. We have to know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has already told us that he has given us power and authority over the works of darkness. And what has really hurt my heart in recent years, Noah, is that so many Christians have allowed the devil to come in with his division, where uh, there have been falling outs, uh, people have been blocked from social media, all kinds of things over who's in the Oval Office. And as I always say, my salvation is not contingent upon a, a, a temporary term mm. that man can serve. My salvation is predicated upon me accepting Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I have a responsibility to pray for whoever is going to be in the Oval Office. But again, I have a... It seems like there's a tendency where Christians wait until someone gets in office and then they begin to pray about all the stuff that's going on. No, we need to pray in advance and say, Lord, you raise up who you want to be uh, as elected officials in Jesus' name. Exactly. And whether you agree with them or not, I mean, this isn't about party at the end of the day. And it's, you know, it is about values. But even if you don't agree with the person who is in office and their values, you still pray for them because God has the hand at the end of the day. That's right. That is right. And so because uh, the Word of God teaches us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and principalities are those demonic spirits that influence government and nations. And so, you know, we are truly, here we are in 2021, and I can honestly say, Noah, that I am watching scriptures manifest that I never thought that I would see in my lifetime. I am glad you brought that up, not to interrupt you, because it has not only been things that I didn't think I would see in my lifetime, it's literally one right after the next, and the speed is fast and furious, which is also something that's in the Bible. You are absolutely right, which is the reason why I am so thankful for my assignment from the Lord, because a part of prophecy is encouragement, to encourage the hearts of the Lord's people, to let people know that the Lord is aware, that the Lord does care, that the Lord is not seated on his throne, detached from what's going on here in the earth, and that the Holy Spirit is here with us. And as I always say, Noah, why is the Holy Spirit called the Comforter if we never needed to be comforted? And so we all need to be comforted right now. There's a lot going on. My, my father died unexpectedly, you know, um, tragically, unfortunately, in a fire um, in November. But I give God praise that I know that he made it to heaven, that he's not burning in an eternal fire. And then my spiritual father, Apostle Frederick K.C. Price, he passed away. And, you know, again, we know that our family members who did accept the Lord and our loved ones are in heaven, but it does not negate the fact that we mourn, we grieve. And just to give Christians... Um, More now than ever, Noah, we need to be reminded that the Lord said that the world will know who we are 
because of our love that we have one to another. Not because we're paying it forward, and there's nothing wrong with paying it forward. We should be a blessing one to another. But as I always say, if everything we do, if it's not done in love, it's done in vain. I can go down, you know, and, and pull people out of homeless shelters. I can do all of these things. But am I doing it as unto the Lord in love, or am I doing it for recognition from man? And so it's just important for all of us as Christians to walk in love and to show compassion and to recognize the spirit of division that the devil is really trying to plant, um, you know, amongst Christians. But the great news is the devil is defeated. Jesus is always Lord, and we have the victory because of our Lord and Savior. Yeah, we already know how the book's going to end. I mean, that's the great part. Uh, unfortunately, you know, going through trials and tribulations sometimes, I mean, it's never fun, and we always have to stay true to the path that God would have us walk on, and if we do sometimes go astray, we need to make sure that we reset and that we repent and that we always come back to the Lord with an open heart, because that's what he wants. It's all about the heart, as you just said. We can do good deeds to the you know end of time, and if our heart's not in it, if the Lord's not in it, it doesn't really matter. And you just said something that is so profound, to repent. How many people are not hearing about the importance of repentance? Mm. People are just living their lives daily. Oftentimes when we think of repenting, the first uh, two things that comes to people's minds is usually sexual sins. But there are more sins than just fornication and adultery. Pride is sin. <laughs> you know, it's, the Word says, um, he who knows to do what's right and don't do it is sin. The Word says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And so we need to uh, repent, as you said, to examine our hearts and say, Lord, is my lifestyle, are my actions, my thoughts, and my words, are they pleasing unto you? Because you know another thing that I see oftentimes, Noah, I see what I refer to as a chameleon spirit in Christianity, where you have people who uh, change colors according to the circles of environments that they are in, if you will. And it's like, no, Jesus was the same all the time, and we should be the same all the time. We should not act one way around one group and another way around a different group. And so the Apostle Paul called out the Apostle Peter for that very thing. And so for us as Christians, like you said, Noah, for us to repent to be mindful of our walk with the Lord, to make sure we are in righteousness and right standing, and to get back, um, you know, as one with the Lord, in Jesus' name. You know, Lethesia, we're all, at the end of the day, human. And I, someone could tell me that they've walked the Christian walk, and, you know, they've never strayed, and I don't buy that, because we all sin each and every day, and it's all about recognizing that, no matter how small, how big the sin, repenting of that, and trying to grow stronger in God. That is, at the end of the day, something that we're all in together with in this faith, and we can all learn from one another. And if we really took that time to realize that, oh, how much stronger as a community we would be. You're right, and that's why I love teaching spiritual warfare, because one of the aspects is, as the Lord has given to me, military parallels between who we are as Christians and even the Department of Defense here in the United States, uh, because we know that this nation was established on uh, Christian principles. Mm -hmm. However, uh, one of the things in the military is to, you know, leave no one behind. And oftentimes as Christians, we are leaving each other behind. We see, you know, fellow brothers or sisters wounded, and we're too busy to walk alongside them to help them to be restored. And so uh, that is so necessary and so important, Noah, what you just said. 
Noah here on Across the County, one of my favorite guests and people, Lethesia Lewis, back on the show with me today. And, oh, it is. I I absolutely love you. And I think, especially as a sister, you've done so much for my life. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to share you with my audience as well, because I know there's so much good that you do out there for so many people, Christian or non-Christian. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Noah, and I love you as well, and I just thank the Lord for our friendship, and I'm just honored uh, that the Lord allowed our paths to cross. I am, too, and I always love our conversations because, as we said at the beginning of the show and before the show uh, when we were chatting, we have such a great flow together, and I think these conversations, people can learn a lot from them just by, you know, our our banter back and forth. Yeah, so true. That is so true, because it's we exemplify what the Lord desires, what His will is. Amen. Well, you can check out again more about her 501c3. We're going to be talking about some of what they're doing, some of what they're going to be doing, some of what they have just recently done. Majestic Ministries International, MajesticMI.org. Now, again, if you go to the website, you're going to find 1 Peter 2.9 on the website. Now, the King James Version says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a particular people, that you should shew forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the, his marvelous light. Why do you hold so dear to this verse? Tell me what it means to you, Lethesia. You know, the reality is that Once we accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we have to know that we are all a chosen generation. Isn't that interesting? But you are a chosen generation. So in other words, we can't say, well, that happened then, or that's for the millennials, or that was in the 50s. No, we are a chosen generation, which is forever, ongoing, and also a royal priesthood. And we need to know that we are heirs with the Heavenly Father and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. So this scripture, and I will continue with the rest of it, but this scripture is so powerful because it reminds us that we are not to allow the circumstances of life to cause us to be subjected to um, thinking that we are less than, um, fighting with uh, just all things worldly, if you will, but to know that we are in this world, we're not of this world, and that we are a royal priesthood. We are are royalty. You are royalty. I am royalty because of our Lord. Also, and holy nation. And so that goes for all of us. We are holy before the Lord. We are a peculiar people. Peculiar, of course. As Christians, we all have to understand we're not going to fit in. (laughs) <laughs> we just, we will not. You know, more often just, than not, we, more often than not. More often than not, yes. And that doesn't mean that we would not have rapport with people who are not born again, because of course we do. But we are uh, peculiar. We are special. We are different. Uh, that's not, as my pastor, Pastor Samuel, would say, uh, we're not weird, we're wired. Okay, so peculiar doesn't mean strange, you know, like, um, I don't know what, what's going on over there. But, you know, just meaning that uh, we are sanctified, we are set apart, and that all of us, that we should show forth the praises of the Lord, who the Lord is the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. And that is just so powerful that we are not sitting in darkness, that we are children of the light. And just to give you an example of that, I remember a few years ago, my husband and I, uh, we were at an event. 
down in Southern California, and we were with this other couple, and we went to a restaurant after the church event. And I kid you not, Noah, when we walked in, there was this gentleman, uh, the manager of the restaurant, and he looked at us, and he came over to our tables, and he kept saying, you all, uh, when you walked in, I just saw bright light. Now, because we're, we're as Christians, we're around each other all the time, we don't necessarily see the light, if you will that those who are in darkness see. And so he kept coming over to the table, and, you know, we all started talking to him. Come to find out, he was Muslim from, you know, the Middle East somewhere. I don't remember which country he said he was from. And he said that we just had so much light and joy, and he said he wanted that. Wow. And I led him into the prayer of salvation or the sinner's prayer right then and there publicly in front of everyone. He's the manager of the restaurant, and he just, you know, his eyes just welled up with tears, and he was just saying thank you. So that's what this is about. It's not where COVID has caused us to retreat and to run away from those who are not born again, but for us to be lights, to be light and salt in the workplace, to be light and salt, you know, at the grocery store, to be light and salt when we are driving on the freeway because we know how the 405 can be. Mm. But for us to be light and salt because the Lord has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, but the devil is trying to, you know, have us instead of influencing the world, we're running away from the world, and that's not what the Lord wants us to do. First we of all, have to be the influencers, not the influenced. You're so right. First of all, you are so right with the 405. It is just a nasty part of the California freeway system that uh, I think we've all experienced at some point. Uh, and two, yes, we have to be this marvelous light that's in First Peter 2.9, and I'm glad that you brought that up. And that's an amazing story. I am so glad you were able to have that experience with that man, that owner of the restaurant. But with the interesting times that we live in, in COVID and the political climate and so much more, so yeah. much you know adversity back and forth, we have to be that light because these are times like no other. And I think it's our duty to make sure that we do bring people together and that we do do this. You know, Noah, my number one focus right now is salvation. The suicide rate is so high. I mean, you know, even the Word of God tells us that hell is enlarging herself. And all of us, we all have a responsibility to let people know Jesus loves you. We cannot be so comfortable in our Christianity and be so comfortable in our air-conditioned churches and, and satisfied that we're going to heaven. No, there are people who are lost and dying. Jesus didn't die for the church. Jesus did not shed his blood for the church. Jesus died and shed his blood for the world. And then for once we accept Jesus, then we are a part of the church. And the last time I checked, I know it's you're going to confirm this, but I got to hear it from you. The last time I checked, being a Christian, there's nothing comfortable about being a Christian. It's usually oh, quite the opposite. You are absolutely right. That's, that's an hour program right there. Oh, it is. Know. <laughs> and so, you know, and maybe maybe you're listening to this program right now and you're thinking, well, there's a couple of people I could witness to that I could, you know, share the faith with, you know, either whether it's at work or at home with a friend. And you're like, eh, but, you know, maybe they're going to look at it the wrong way. I'll sever that relationship. It's a risk worth taking because at the end of the day, don't you want to spend eternity with them? That's the truth. And I will share with you and with your listening audience a rebuke that I received from the Lord recently. Okay. So 
my mom passed. She went to be with the Lord at a young age. I was only 13. My sister 17, my brother 21, and my dad. You know, my parents married young, and so my dad, I didn't realize it until, like, a few years later as a teenager. I was like, my dad is a single parent, you know. But at any rate, and so my brother passed away 19 years ago. He had an enlarged heart, but he passed in faith, uh, believing God until the end. And then, like I said, my dad, uh, he was getting ready for church, and he passed away November of 2020. So... I was like, wow, Lord, you know, I'm looking forward to being with my family. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing my mother and my brother and my father again and my aunts and uncles who I know were also born again. You know, I was just having that moment. And I kid you not, Noah, the Lord dropped the spirit, I mean, dropped the word, excuse me, dropped the scripture in my spirit. The Lord dropped the scripture in my spirit. He who loves father, mother, brother, or sister more than me is not worthy of me. Mm. I said, ouch, I repent, Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I want to clarify this with your listening audience. The Lord does not mind if we cry. He does not mind. Again, he's going to wipe away all of our tears. The Lord has sent the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He is here to comfort us, to comfort all who mourn. However, what the reason why I received that rebuke is because I wasn't saying, Lord, I'm looking forward to heaven and being with you forever and ever. Mm-hmm. I was saying, Lord, I'm looking forward to being with my family in heaven. Yeah. So the Lord was like, make sure your priorities are right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, and and that's an interesting part of the conversation that I actually think about all the time uh, when I'm praying, you know, when I'm, you know, doing any type of devotions. I always think, who do I want to spend eternity with? At the end of the day, I mean, obviously, you're going to be able to worship the Lord, and that's wonderful. But who in your circle of life do you want to make sure that is there with you for all eternity? And if you answer somebody that isn't saved, well, what do you need to do to change that? Amen. Amen. And, you know, the flip side to that coin, Noah, is that's the reason why the body of Christ needs to repent for strife and offense. Mm -hmm. There's too much strife and offense in the hearts of too many Christians. And so if we're blocking each other from social media and having fallen outs because of, you know, political parties and this and that, well, hello, what are you going to do when you get to heaven? (laughs) Can't block people in heaven. I'm sorry. It's not going to work that way. (laughs) That's right. Nor are you going to want to. However, uh, you know, and that's why I brought it up at the beginning of the show, Lethesia, is that, you know, we're all sinners at the end of the day, and we're all having thoughts and occasional actions that we probably shouldn't do as Christians. Say you're sorry, repent sincerely, and have the Lord make you a stronger person and guide you in the right direction. That's what we should do. Well, you know, Noah, I understand your heart and where you're coming from, but we all have the ability to sin, but we're not sinners once we accept Jesus. Correct. No, I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. So we all fall short and thank the Lord for his grace and mercy to restore us back into righteousness and to right standing. But we are no longer sinners. We have a new We become a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so even if there's someone who is flipping through the radio station right now 
and you might have tuned in and you had no idea, you know, what you were tuning into, I want you to know that Jesus loves you, that Jesus died for all of your sins. And just a segue, I remember, Noah, here recently, because the Lord has opened the door for my television ministry, and there was a gentleman who called from Texas. Because during the broadcast, I was emphasizing how the devil wants to take as many souls with him to hell and don't let it happen, not on your watch. Give your life to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I was saying, I'm not preaching, you know, brimstone and hellfire, but I am talking the truth, preaching and teaching the truth. That's what the Bible teaches. And there was this gentleman, Noah, who called, and he was crying, and he said, I've been to prison, I've done a lot of bad things, but I want to be saved. That's what this is all about, Noah. Amen. I was so blown away by that. I was so blessed by that. I led him into the prayer of salvation, and he said that he felt good. He felt different. And that's what I want to share with your listeners right now, that if you are born again, if you are living in sin, if you have fallen short, the Lord Jesus still loves you. The Heavenly Father still loves you. The Holy Spirit still loves you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit still loves you. All you have to do is repent. Hallelujah. Repent of your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Ask the Holy Spirit for his help for you to stay on the straight and narrow path. But if you are listening to this broadcast and if you do not know where you are going to spend eternity, hell was not created for people. But unfortunately, people are going to hell, and then hell is going to be cast into the lake of fire. Do not burn in damnation forever and ever and ever. Accept Jesus now as your Lord and personal Savior. Amen. I just I love your passion for the Lord, and you just broke it down right there. And there is no sin too great that God cannot forgive you for and make you a new creature, as you said a little bit earlier, and welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. So if you are listening right now, if you want to be born again, just repeat this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I repent of all of my sins. I invite you to come into my heart and become my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for me, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being my Lord and Savior right now. I am your child, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Lethesia, Welcome to the family. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to the big expanding family. Lethesia, yeah. it's been a pleasure having you on the show. In the last couple of minutes that we have, what's coming up for Majestic Ministries International? I know you've got a couple of things going on that hopefully, should circumstances permit, I know we're all trying to take precautions and certain things are kind of out of our hands on the state level, but I know you have some things going on. What's coming up? Yes, well, next month... In September, can you believe that saying next month? I know. September, like, wow, unreal. But next month, we are having a prophetic uh, ministry event in Detroit and Southfield, Michigan. And also in October, we are going to Arkansas, to Little Rock. And again, we're praying. We're praying against this pandemic, praying against the Delta variant. But uh, those are the ministry events that we are planning, two-night events. They are uh, free, open to the public. Everyone is welcome, all ages, including children, because I remember I was raised in church as a child, and I know how much of an impact that had and still has on my life. So children and babies are always welcome to any of my events. 
That is great. And you can go to majesticmi.org, contact Lethesia there. If you want to become part of those events, it would be absolutely spectacular. Well, unfortunately, Lethesia, we are out of time. But thank wow. you for coming on the show. The, the time always flies by when I talk to you. <laughs> thank you, Noah. It's a blessing. I love you, my brother. I love you too, sister. And I hope that Majestic Ministries International, the TV program, and everything that you do with the nonprofit just has tremendous success for the rest of 2021. Again, you said we're almost in September. What's going on here? I know. The Bible teaches us that the days will be shortened, and that's where we are. Well, the Bible says that. My parents always taught me, as you get older, time's going to fly. I didn't believe them. It's the truth. <laughs> yes. Well, God bless you, and we'll, uh, I can't wait to have you back on again. We'll talk about, I'm sure, just something else that's going to be touching people's lives. It'll no doubt involve spiritual warfare, but we always have fun when we talk, so I appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you again, Noah. I appreciate it as well, and have a blessed day. You too. Noah here on Across the County. Go to MajesticMI.org.